Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, CEO, strategist, speaker, and real estate investor. And I am so excited to bring you my guest today. These two people have been a really special part of my life for a number of years, but over the last, I would say, two years, and especially the last year, they have really become um, part of my inner circle. And um, the woman I'm about to introduce you to is transforming so much about my life and my spirit and really is Um, my sister, my mentor, my business coach, my life coach. um, And we are going to be talking all about so much more that she does. But um, ultimately, she is someone who has consistently shifted my soul for years. um, And I know that what they are going to share together, she and her husband, is going to shift your soul as well. So whether you're listening alone or whether you're listening with your husband or your partner, I really want you to open yourself up to the wisdom um, and the insight that they are going to share today, both through their story, but also through the wisdom that they've gained because they have packed so much life into their marriage Um, into their lives that it's going to be a really rich discussion. Please welcome Kayla and Chase Kraft to the show today. It is so good to have you guys here. 
We're excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. <laughs> well, awesome. I was gonna. This is our first time ever being on an interview together. Yeah, I love it. I seem to interview a lot of couples who've never been interviewed together. So um, I will be very kind and gentle as I am with everybody. And uh, as a as a former couples therapist, I'm I'm used to navigating those conversations. So. Um, I like to have every couple introduce each other. So if Chase, you would introduce Kayla and Kayla, if you would introduce Chase to our audience today. Yeah, this, that's fun. I like that little twist. Yeah, it's um, so interesting. You, mm-hmm. you you briefed us on it before, the, before we jumped on and I was like, oh, this is, uh, the pressure's on me here. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'm introducing my beautiful wife, Kayla. We have been married for 15 years, um, and she is just the most amazing uh, soul person that I know. She's, I think, and I might be biased, but I think that she is probably the best uh, coach in the entire world. Um, the types of transformations that she has been able to create for her clients is you know, I'm I'm in this industry, and I get to see multiple people um, on a daily basis do what they do, and and I've never been able to see anybody that does it in the way that she does it. So it's been a, a fun journey of, of of watching her do that. She's an amazing mother. Um, my my three children are very lucky to to have her um, in their lives, and um, just a incredibly loving and supportive wife. And um, yeah, she's I I couldn't do life without her. Well, now I'm crying, Amy. So me too. (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to top that? Uh, Well, thank you. I love you. Uh, Chase is—he never—he's never met a stranger, and that's something I love about him. Uh, So you're going to listen into this episode, and you're going to probably be like, "Oh, we could be besties," because that's how everybody feels after they talk with Chase for just a few minutes. And I love that because. He's just a giver in conversations. He's a great listener and he's always looking to add value to people's lives. And he's been like that since he was 17 when we met. Um, He's an amazing, dedicated dad. And our three kids are obsessed with him. Um, They want to spend every waking moment with him. So it's so fun to see that. Um, And another thing that you guys should all know about Chase is that he's good at anything that he does. And that's true. He's kind of like one of those people where it's like, oh, um, I taught myself to play piano this morning, or I taught myself to play guitar last week. Anything he does, he is good at it. And it's an amazing quality because I also see it in my kids that he's passing it down to them because he just has that can do mentality. If he wants to figure something out, he will. And it's really inspiring to just live with you for the last 15 years of my life and watch you grow as a human. And I know you're going to add so much value to people's lives right now. So I'm excited for this episode. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Because what is incredible to me is that you have shared some very um, pivotal points in your life together. You've gone from 17 and Kayla, you were, were you 21? 19. 19. Okay. So 19 and 17. Um, And I don't know if any of you listeners can relate, but I'm a little bit different when I think back to my 17 or 19 year old self, even to 
my 33, 32-year-old self um, and the transformation that happened. So could you share a little bit with our audience, first, how you met um, and what it was about the other person at that young age that really stood out to you and said, this is somebody I want to spend my life with? Hmm. Well, okay. So I have to share how actually we first met was at a Bible study and uh, we got in an argument we didn't know each other. We were at the Bible study and he said that women shouldn't be pastors and we got at it. So the first time we ever met, we fought in front of a bunch of people at this Bible study. And I never, and I remember thinking, oh, he's a good looking guy, but, um, you know, I, I remember like just thinking, oh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's not it, basically kind of thing. Not that he, I thought he was really good looking, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like who would say that, you know, that women can't be pastors. And it's so funny because good. I would say probably like, I don't know, was it like six months later, I had broken up with my boyfriend and my best friend was dating his best friend. And she was like, you're not going to stay at home and be sad. You're going to come out with me tonight. And so we went to this like little river party. And if you grew up in a small town, you know, you do things like have weird things like in the parties in the field. And we were at a river party anyway. And he was there and I recognized him from the Bible study. And anyway, I was annoyed with him already because I was like, again, remember, he doesn't like like women, basically. And so he was in love with me from the get go and was throwing starbursts at me to get my attention, to get myself to come out of the car. And that's how it started. It sounds so juvenile because it was, I mean, we were kids. It was so like, wow, you know, but yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So we, we started dating and pretty quickly, uh, fell in love with each other. And I mean, we just found out we had so much in common. Mm -hmm. Like we, he was a, a worship leader at his church with his dad. Mm -hmm. And I was at that point volunteering a lot of my time with foster kids at, um, my church that I grew up at. And so we just, you know, we were in ministry and that was our hearts. And so that ultimately bonded us, like where I looked past the other things and really started to understand his heart of what he meant by women not being pastors. And what he really meant was that women, you know, shouldn't be leading men. And I agreed with that. And so I knew that like he had a lot to teach me and mm -hmm. I wanted to be with somebody that was going to point me to God's word. And uh, yeah. And so we... We got married a year later. Wow. Yeah. I was 19. Wow. We were, I mean, we were both, you know, I, I look back at that now and I'm like, holy cow, we were babies, but uh, which we were, but we were both fairly mature for our age, I think, you know, like we were, you yeah, know, I was, was in nursing school. Like I knew the path that I was going to take. I was in nursing school. I was going to be a nurse. He was going to take over his dad's company. And so we're like, why wait when? Mm -hmm. We wanted, we know we're going to be together. Yeah. So, yeah, we weren't like, you know, 19 and 21 year olds trying to just figure out life. Like we had, we had our career paths already done. I was already, you know, working. She was already, you know, almost uh, finishing her nursing school. So it was, it was, we were young, but we were old in spirit, I guess, you know, so it wasn't, you know. Well, looking back, we know it was totally God's protection that we got married so young because, I think that had it not been for God, like locking this down, <laughs> he mm -hmm. 
he probably would have went off and made a lot of mistakes. I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> and I think too, that I would have gotten so mm-hmm. off my path of where mm-hmm. the Lord really wanted to take me, which was obviously where I'm at today. So I'm so thankful because I don't see it, me being in this environment with like, you know, where we're at right now without getting married young. Yeah. For sure. happen. Yeah. So what was it for you, Chase, that made her the target of your starbursts <laughs> saying, <laughs> I want to know you more, which is the ultimate sign, right? At that age, that's the ultimate <laughs> yeah. flirtation. If only yeah. now we still just threw starbursts at each other. <laughs> yeah, I think they were actually jelly beans. We have this debate. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you know, I was an, I was a 17 year old at 17 year old boy so you know obviously i thought she was she was very good looking and so that was definitely my uh initial uh attraction to 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 want to to pursue that more but um i mean i, I and also like you know her her not giving me the time of day in the beginning was like oh i got a little thing to chase here mm-hmm. you know so that that was that was fun um but no, I think, you know, after we obviously started hanging out and, and um, you know, getting to know each other more, I think, you know, just her her heart and and um, the way that she, uh, you know, just kind of treated me and loved me right off the bat. Like it was it was I wasn't used to that. Like I was, you know, I'd been in a couple of relationships. Obviously, I was very young. So it was like, you know, <laughs> high school relationships are ridiculous. And, um, you know, I I. I I always, you know, my parents, my parents have been married for 30, 35, yeah, 35 years, 35 years. Um, and, and they've always modeled uh, a, a great marriage and relationship for me. So that was always really attractive to me. Um, I obviously was, you know, a high school boy. And so I had my, my um, times of, 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 you know, promiscuous nature yeah. but uh but I always wanted a relationship like I was I was always like I want to get married it was never in the cards for me to to not be in a serious serious relationship and so um you know and I felt I felt that with her and and it was just in um you know automatically I was like okay I'm gonna marry this girl you know wow. you know I think we I think I proposed what eight months into our yeah. into our relationship so incredible it was that was always my, that was always what I wanted in my dream. And so it was like, she was mature, you know, obviously she was a couple of years older than me. She had a, a career path. I had my career path. It was just like, you know, and my parents didn't really, I mean, obviously my parents kind of questioned it a little bit, but they didn't, they were supportive from pretty much day one of us getting married at that age. But we always joke around, like, you know, um, we were always joke around at our wedding, you know, we had a couple hundred people there and we're like, 95% of those people were standing there going, this is going to last two years tops, you know? Um, so it's, it, it's funny. Um, but no, it's, you know, getting, getting, getting married young is, is obviously has its challenges because mm-hmm. me at 19 is much different than me at 35, right? Like you, you, you grow. So those, those 20 year old years are really about like, kind of figuring out who you are mm-hmm. and to do that and figure out who you are alongside living with another person and being in, in a marriage and relationship plus add three kids to that is like mm-hmm. you know recipe for explosion <laughs> um but you know we obviously it's it's god's grace that we mm-hmm. you know that we're still still together to this day but it's it also brings about you know we 
we can do anything together. Like mm -hmm. there is no uh, amount of difficult times with our relationship, with our business, with our kids, anything like that. We always find a way to like unify together because we've been through so much for since a young age. And, yeah. and I think going through those challenges of growing up together pretty much, um, you know, allows us to be so resilient, especially in our relationship and marriage now. So Mm, yeah, so good. You're so you're so good at talking. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> that is yeah. incredible. You know, and I know that we definitely want to fast forward and talk about the last 15 years. And I know that when you have that kind of focus and insight so early in life, you know, and yes, in small towns, a lot of times earlier marriages are are people are a little more open to them. A lot of times in the church, people are more open to them. And I know that there are lots of people who are probably your friends and fellow students who didn't have the kind of focus and intent that you did that early in life. And usually that comes with a journey that involves some really painful circumstances and weathering some of life's challenges really early in life. And so, you know, part of what I say we talk about here are the things nobody else will talk about because we have to talk about them. Otherwise, everybody's suffering in silence, right? And mm -hmm. so I just wonder if you could share a little bit about, you know, the things, the challenges in life that allowed you to come to that place at 17, 19, that you were like, I know where I'm going. Yeah, we have growing up to do, all of us do. Um but I know that you'd already done a lot of growing up. Yeah. So for me, if I had a very different childhood than Chase, he had a very stable childhood, which was actually something that made me go, I need to lock this down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my childhood was very chaotic. Um, had a, you know, this Amy, but for everybody listening in, I had a, you know, a dad that was a drug addict that abandoned us when I was six. And then my mom was in and out of like, just, you know, bad relationships, ended up marrying an alcoholic when I was, I think 10. And it was just a lot of, um, chaos, you know, at all the time and money was always an issue. Um, there was so much fighting and just, it, it was always just, I, I mean, it was just bad. And then to go on top of it, when my dad gets out of jail, he comes in and just freaks even more havoc. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was about 13, I started working uh, like an actual job where I got cash besides babysitting and stuff. And he, my dad, you like learned at that young of an age, he could manipulate me to giving him the money I was making. And so I was just, you know, I, at 14, I knew I was going to be a nurse and because they, you know, had a nursing shortage. And so I knew, well, I'm going to never have not have a job. So I'm always going to be able to help everybody around me. And that was honestly why I chose nursing, which is so crazy. And so that was the focus was the stability, because when you grow up in a traumatic environment, you crave certainty more than anything. And you are really, you know, in that spirit of control, you want to mm -hmm. control as much factors in your life as possible to make you feel safe. And so that's how, I mean, I started taking classes for my nursing degree at 14 years old. And uh, that's how I was able to become a nurse at such a young age too. So, so that's, that's what made me like be on that career track right away. And uh, even when I met Chase's parents, his mom was a nurse. And so she helped me in nursing school and, 
it was just really sweet. And just seeing the way that they were married too, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to marry him. Like we're going to have an awesome marriage if I marry this guy. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so that was, that was, and I kind of breezed by that, but you know, it's painful. I've done a lot of inner child work, Amy, you know, like, and you teach that and you do it so well with people. I wish I would have known you like 15 years ago. Uh, to do that, to do your inner child intenses with you, you know, because that would have saved us a lot of grief in our marriage. Um, (laughs) because I brought a lot of that, you know, into our marriage, which was messy for a little bit, you know? Uh, but that's, that's what drew me to like, want to, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I knew I wanted to be a mom, so I'm going to get married and then we'll, we'll have kids young and we'll be able to retire young. And that was the path that I really wanted to be on you know? So with you, of course. Yeah. 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 And Chase, your journey to 17 was very different, right? Yeah. 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 I grew up in, grew up in a Christian home, um, stable parents, obviously good, great relationship. Um, you know, I, I, we still, you know, I, I, I really am, am very blessed in, 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 um, how I was raised and, and my parents were, were great parents and, um, taught me a lot of things about, about parenting, um, that we, we still model, um, to this day with our kids. Um, and so, you know, stability was always there for us, right. Um, we weren't, you know, overly wealthy, but we were, you know, um, you know, my dad obviously owned his own business. So money, money was never really an issue. We were never like going on, you know, super luxury stuff, but it was, there was always stability. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, which also, you know, had some negative effects on me as it, as I became adult too, because I was all, you know, I was very mothered as a kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would always look to Kayla to, you know, be my, be my mom in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, there's, there's there's a lot that was learned between both of our uh, upbringings that you know a lot of good in 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 what what Kayla has experienced in hers is she's very independent she doesn't rely on anybody else she's like you know put her head down she's gonna figure it out where I'm more of you know I need my hand I needed my hand held in 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 ways mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I've really had to work on right and and um, you know, so that's, we get to take both of those experiences, uh, uh, you know, from, from our, from our upbringings and then kind of mold, you know, the way that we parent our kids and mold the way that we form our life and all that stuff um, to, to take the good and bad from, from both of those and really hopefully cultivate a, um, you know, a good experience for, for our children now. So yeah, that's one of the things that I really, you know, you know, we have to be careful of because obviously, you know, we, we, our kids live a very comfortable life. You know, we're, we're successful people. They never have to go without. Um, and so, you know, them not falling into the same habit, you know, the same habits that I fell into of, you know, not being responsible and always having somebody, you know, mom there to, to clean up the mess, you know, whenever I wasn't, you know, um, you know, following through on, on my responsibilities and those types of things, but also not creating a, a, a life of instability for them where, you know, where they, they have to worry about, you know, parents, you know, having jobs or making money or, you know, um, you know, getting their next meal or whatever that looks like. Right. Um, and so finding the balance between those two is, 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 um, you know, something that we're always conscious and aware of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, and that's just, it's so beautiful because couples can either use that kind of difference in terms of how you grew up as a dividing 
factor in their relationship and it can cause so much conflict, you know, because your wounds, I say, are talking more than what you actually want to express. Yeah. Um, and and yet the couples who really, really turn it around and are able to use it as a compliment like you guys do, the way you use it as, as a shared experience almost, Chase, because I can sense the empathy and the fact that you have entered into that part of Kayla's journey, which for anybody who've been who's been through trauma, is the most validating thing you can have. You know, that somebody has been in that room as much as they can be and seen through your eyes and felt with your heart and yet comes in and not only loves you, but protects you and honors what you have navigated and been through and overcome and not used it to say, well, you've been through worse, you know, but you use it to actually love Kayla more deeply. I can see that. And Kayla, that you really appreciated the, um, the solid sort of foundation that Chase could bring to your relationship that you'd long for. Um, yeah. You weren't resentful of it. You actually were were magnetized to each other because of how God allowed those first parts of your journeys to be meshed together. Um, yeah. And yet I know you haven't arrived at this point in your life. Um, and, and I just want to take a minute and say to our listeners, you know, when you, because I know you're all going to follow Kayla and Chase if you don't already. Um, but when you take a look at social media, you know, it's often very easy to look at a life that is so beautiful and so well designed and think, wow, you know, it must have always been that way. <laughs> and um, there is so much commitment and work that goes into creating that kind of beauty. So I really would love for you to share with our audience how you kind of entered in that early phase of marriage and then the last 15 years happened, right? And um, it's not been like smooth sailing every year. Um, you haven't always had the income that you have. So just share with our audience about that phase of your journey. Do you want to go first or me? You go first. <laughs> so, yeah, when we first got married, I remember calling my mom the first week we were back from our honeymoon and going, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> I, I, this isn't what it's supposed to be like. Like, I, I can we get the marriage in old? And my mom's like, what? She's like, no, you guys are gonna, you guys are fine. And I was like, can I come home? And she was like, no, you know, no. Because he just was like a, he was a kid, you know, he was 19 years old. And he was like, wait, I have to come home to my wife after work. <laughs> and, you know, he wanted to hang out with his buddies because all of his buddies were not married, you know? Yep. And so, um, yeah, that was very difficult because I went into mothering mode and that, that lasted for a couple of years, which obviously is not good for intimacy in your relationship because I'm always nagging at him to like do things and remind him like, Hey, you got to do it. And we used to joke because it's like, he totally married his mother. Like me and his mom are so much alike. It's scary. Uh, <laughs> you know? So, um, anyway, so yeah, that was, that was interesting in the first part of our marriage. Then we had kids when we were, what, how long were we married? Two years married? Yeah, I was, I was 20, almost turning 21 and you were yeah. 20, 23. So then so then you start throwing kids in there and he's working a lot, um, maybe 40 to 60 hours a week. 
sometimes where he's traveling, where he's gone for a week at a time with no service. So it was really me plus working as a nurse. And I had a lot of help, thankfully, from my mom and from his mom and things like that. But it was like, you know, I was like, gosh, I don't want to live life like this. Like, I don't want to be alone raising all these kids. And I found network marketing about when Cooper was one. And I really looked at that like, okay, this is going to be the ticket to get Chase home, which isn't, was not a goal of ours ever. But then I started to go, oh, this is the time. This is how I'm going to get my husband back. And this is going to give us our dream life. And so I went like just straight into the deep end with that, having no idea how to sell anything, nothing about social media. This is 2011 where, you know, Facebook, it had just happened where people could start making their own, you know, like you didn't have to have a college email address. And I was personally branding myself and didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I built a huge community, um, was able to make a six figure income in six months and go part-time as a nurse. Mm -hmm. And, and he was like, what the heck is happening? We were buying our dream house. One year after I got started in network marketing, we bought our dream house, which we thought that would never happen. But we we bought our dream house. It was on two acres and it had a tennis court and and room for horses. And it was right next door to his parents. And I'm pregnant with my second child. And, you know, like we're just like going and like making this thing happen. Going, oh, my gosh, the sky's the limit with our life, you know, and Chase is still going like, OK, uh, what's where? What happened to Kayla? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Where's my Kayla at? Uh, and it was just difficult because something changed so drastically, like mm-hmm. you know, being a millionaire was never on, it was not on my, I didn't even know what a vision board was when I was, you know, 19 and met him. But all of a sudden I had big dreams and big goals and he was like not catching up quick enough. And so we really started to have just a strain on our marriage. And I was hanging out with people that were kind of like, well, if your husband's, you know, not for you, he's against you. And so he's one of the bad guys. And so I really like started to put up walls towards him, but thank God I was so stubborn that I would never get a divorce Uh, (laughs) because, you know, I just was too prideful. And so, but I'm thankful now for that pride because I'm so glad that we did stay together, but it could have been really easy for me to walk away. And I was in an environment where it would have been like, totally like clapped for like, oh yeah, you leave him if he doesn't have the same goals as you, Mm. right? (laughs) So, so that was, um, interesting. We started making a lot of money about three years into it. We were making a million dollars a year almost. And he was then talked into leaving the family business. And that was, you know, we were excited about it because we thought, Oh, you know, like we're going to do this together. We're going to be a power couple, which is the ultimate thing in network marketing to be the power couple. And he got out of his family business, which was like a huge, like, it was, it was a big devastation to the family, to say the least. And then he was in network marketing for about a week. And he was like, this ain't for me. I am, I am not about this life. And we're like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do then? Like, you just gave up everything. So what do you want to do now? And that was another big strain on our marriage, because I'm like, he doesn't want to just be sitting around golfing all day. But that's what he started doing, because he could, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big identity shift for me because I, I had, you know, I started working for my, for my, for my family business right out of high school, like 
literally, well, I, I take that back. I, re, I worked a retail job for like a month, maybe after I graduated. And then I started working, working for my dad. He so, made $7 an hour. Yeah. And he was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So my dad, my dad actually made me, he was like, you're not working for me right off the bat. You need to go, you know, work for somebody else. Um, and I, so I went and got that job, worked it for a month. And I, you know, I was talking to my dad about it and he was like, okay, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. Like you need to make some more. And so he was like, come work for me. I started at like 10 bucks an hour, 11 bucks an hour, something, not, not anything crazy. Um, but he was like, you're going to, you're going to work the, the ground up. Like, I'm not, you're not going to just come in and, you know, be the, be the, the owner's son, which I wanted to, like, I wanted to prove myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, I did not want the stigma of employees looking at me. Like I just got handed the keys to the kingdom and I didn't work for it. So I started literally at the bottom. Like I was, I was, you know, inside of tanks, shoveling sand all day, every day, you know, hundred plus degrees. But then I just, I, I worked really hard and, and, and I made a name for myself, you know, very quickly. And, um, you know, then over the years, I think I worked for him for seven or eight years before I, before I, I quit to, to join Kayla. Um, but over those seven, eight years, I, I became, became the general manager for, for one of his departments and, and I really mastered that industry. And I was well, I was only 23, 22 at this point, 24, I think when I quit, um, I was already very well known in the industry, especially in our in our region, right? Um, the Western region. And so, you know, I was this up and coming kid that was, you know, crushing. And um, I would go to events and everybody would know who I was, they'd all be talking about me and in our business that I'm, you know, scaled to, you know, whatever, like I, I was, I was very good at my job. Um, and, and so when I, when I made that transition, um, you know, and I, and I really, I clinged on to my work as, because like Kayla was saying, she was, she was head first in network marketing. All she was doing was be, being a mother. And then if she wasn't being a mother, she was, she was working on her business. And so I was alone. Right. And so I really dove into this is my identity. This is my work. I'm I'm doing this alone. I'm working till, you know, 7 p.m. at night because I don't really want to go home. Right. Um, and so when we made that transition, all of a sudden I'm home all the time. I lose my identity. Like and now I go from Chase Craft, the young up and coming guy in this industry to Kayla Craft's mm -hmm. husband. Um, and so that was, it, it was an, an additional big strain on our marriage because she's looking at me thinking, I want to be those power couples that are walking across the stage that everybody's talking about. And, you know, we were perceived as that, but I wasn't really doing the work that I needed to be doing to, to really take us to that next level. And her thought was when I came on board to work with her full time, we were going to two X what we were doing. Right. And, and I wasn't. I I just wasn't into it. Like I went through massive identity shifts and I went through then. So then I just, you know, I took that free time as, as me just being able to, to have free time to do whatever I wanted. And she was, you know, obviously that comes with resentment from her because she's looking at, at me to, to, to fill this role in our business and in our life. And, you know, I wasn't that. So we went through, you know, we went through a, a, a hard, probably six, seven years of our life, you know, <laughs> yeah. with just with just a, a lot of a lot of crap happening around us that we weren't really aware of what was happening. Right. Because we weren't we weren't doing the personal development work. I, I mean, maybe she was, but I wasn't for sure mm -hmm. um, to really see what 
I was experiencing and 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 feel uh, and and have a and have a, an answer for it or a reason behind it. I was just like, then I, you know that became with resentment for me because I was like, oh, she she took me away from what I was good at, right? She made me quit my job. She she you know she did this to me, um, which is retarded because I I was the one that that you know agreed to the idea I was the one that you know that had the conversation with my dad of like hey you know this is our new path and like it, it wasn't it wasn't at all forced by her um but you know that's just a natural that's such a natural human response mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and so you know I had to do a lot of, of of work on myself and you know obviously she had to do a lot, a lot of work on herself to get to kind of the point where we're at now uh, but it was really hard, you know, all all while being in our mid twenties, mm-hmm. navigating who the heck we even are. Yeah. At that point, yeah. like we had we had every card that you could stack against us. It was it was stacked. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I well, remember being a. Oh, sorry, Amy. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to point out that what is so remarkable and what I've seen with couples, you know, what I experienced even in, in my own marriage, cause I was married very early in my twenties and we didn't, we did not make it out, but I think it was, you know, that sometimes it's a very um, small, but significant wound for one person, that feeling of being abandoned, that feeling of being isolated, that triggers that inner child, you know, and then, we we go to the extremes. And so the things you loved about each other suddenly become, you know, magnified and they become toxic to the relationship. Often the success of one that's out of balance when it isn't mutual, or it can be the success of both, then becomes this toxin that kind of, you know, when we aren't addressing our feelings, when we aren't opening up and doing the development work, Um, can just poison the whole relationship. And we don't even realize. Oftentimes we wake up, we're like, how did we get here? Like, how did we go from that to this? Um, And and I think what I'm hearing is that you both had that, that aha moment when you're like, hold on, you know, before the train totally sped off the tracks and over the cliff, you had the insight to stop it, you know, and, and, um, turn the success around. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it was exactly that. Right. So Caleb, you know, reverted back to her, her childhood experience of, of not being able to depend on, on a man. Right. And so she, she, you know, then, then looked at me as kind of her, as her, you know, fourth child at that point. Right. Um, and, and then my experience was, you know, I always had my mom there to, you know, to do a, do a research for me at the research paper for me at, at midnight and went before the, it was due because I didn't take care of my business beforehand. So then I revert back to, I need, I'm, I'm looking for her to save me at that point. Right. And so then it's just those, those, and then, and then, then you get into the, into um, the polarity between the feminine and the masculine, and those are way off balance. And it was just, yeah, it was a disaster um, for, for a while, you know? And so, um, you know, luckily we were able to identify those things, but I think most people don't, um, they don't, uh, either have the resources to, to identify them or they don't, um, even care to, to go down that road. Right. They, they get it in their mind that this is not the person for me. And then they just, 
they, you know, take the next steps in, in that journey where we were, I think, like Kayla said, we're both too stubborn to, to call it quits. And so we were like, okay, we need to figure this out. Um, and that's what really, um, you know, it's taken years to, to, to flesh all that out, right? Becoming aware of it is one step. And then, and then becoming, um, you know, figuring out uh, the, the steps that you need to, to, to then work on it or fix it within internally, right. It starts with yourself and then, and then it moves to, you know, how do we fix this together? And then what, what are the, how do, what, what are our, our, our trigger response that we're going to, that, that we're, we're going to take into, to the future. Right. And then those, those aren't a, an overnight fix, right. You, you, you know, becoming aware of it is just the first step. And then it's, it's a journey to really, to really flesh all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it, it took me a while to figure out, okay, what do I want to do in life? Right now, now I'm sitting here, no job. I don't really have a career path. I don't have a, you know, a, 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 a business necessarily, I, you know, I'm helping her, I'm doing things that then we started mommy millionaire, which was, which was fun to, to be able to do together, but it was still hers, right? It was still, I was involved. I was working you know, with her on the business, I was involved in all the strategic marketing, marketing plans. I was running our team. I was doing all things, letting her be the face and supporting her, but it still wasn't mine. It still was, I still felt that like emptiness of, I don't really know what my, what my goal in life here is. Right. Am I, am I going to just be the behind the scenes guy for mommy millionaire for forever? Um, and so, you know, but then obviously, you know, being aware of those feelings and figuring out a way to, you know, continue to grow and, and, I think it is, you know, it's, it's not an overnight thing. And if you're feeling that way, or if you're, you know, feel that tension in your marriage for, for some of these things that might, might relate to you, you know, it, it, it's, it's one, one thing, you, you know, first step is obviously becoming aware of it. And then, and then the journey to, to get to where you want to be is, is a long road. Um, well, and you have to put people in your life that are going to support you for sure. And so you know, what I found is like when we were in really hard times, I would be drawn to those people who also hated their husbands. Mm. And that's like the worst thing you could do because it just feeds all the reasons why this marriage shouldn't work out. And so I started hanging out with people who are like, if I would complain about my husband, they would stop me dead in my tracks and be like, no, you're not going to do that with me. And it was like, oh, okay. You know, like, that's exactly what I needed is they would point me to Jesus and point me to like, no, you're going to make this work. And same thing with Chase is he was around people that were like, absolutely not. You guys aren't getting a divorce. Mm. You know, I remember him telling one of our really close friends, well, one of his best friends that he was like, Kayla's, Kayla's going to leave me. And I remember um, he was like, you need to do whatever you can to save your family, you know? And that's, I think you're, you know, that's so important. It's not talked about enough when it comes to your marriage is hanging mm -hmm. out with people who are going to fight for your marriage with you. Mm -hmm. Um, because if we would have been hanging out with the wrong people, you know, and having those people go, yeah, you should, you know, we'd probably not be together right now, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think just as, as, um, I, I could go for hours with you guys and I want to be mindful of your time, but I think just, just, you know, this is such a, a, a great example of the power of our inner circle that starts with the inner circle we put around our individual hearts and our relationship with the Lord and making sure that that is constantly at the forefront. Um, and that's a whole other conversation we can and hopefully will have. But, 
it's also about how you maintain that inner circle with each other, as I call them kind of concentric rings, and then the inner circle you had around your marriage, you know, and you invite your children into that too, right? Because they're going to be impacted. And that is, it's incredible, the amount of ground that you have covered in 15 years together. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're not done. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. I think, it, you know, I think about it all the time. I'm like, you know, we're still young, right? Like I'm, I'm 34. She's 36. Had to do my math there. Um, you know, we still have so much life that we're going to live together and, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be pretty much empty nesters by the time I'm 33 and uh, 43. 43, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, we, I, I get excited about, you know, in the journeys that we're on with our businesses and our careers. And it's like, we have so much fun ahead of us, you know, and it's, it, you know, I think really our best years are, are, are ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think we had to go through all those hard times to really like, you know, like I said, you know, 15 years of that. And now I look at it and go, there's nothing that could come you know, between us and, and experiencing the life that really, we really want to live together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that God has such a big purpose for our marriage Mm -hmm. and our family. And so it was like, that was just a scheme of the enemy, you know, and now we we're, we're prepared for battle, you know, every day, like we know what to do in our marriage to choose each other. And that's really, I remember in the car, we said, we choose each other. We're not like staying together for the kids. We're not staying together because we're prideful. We're staying together because I want to do life with you for the rest of my life, you know? So, yeah, that is so powerful. And so I always ask my guests this last question, and um, I know that it's going to be powerful just because um, I can tell this answer may have been different 15 years ago than it is today. Um, But for each of you, who in all of this, who taught you to love? God, can I say that? Is that the right answer? Yeah. I really, it's, it's, it's the Lord. Um, and when you talk about that agape love, Mm -hmm. that's what I try to practice every day with Chase is looking at him as God sees him because it's really easy to love a man when he's perfect, when he, when, when he's, got everything going on and he doesn't, he's working out every day. He's doing all the right things, you know? And, but it's hard to love a man when he's in a bad situation, you know, when he's made mistakes and all those types of things. And, and God, um, thankfully has put women that are amazing wives in my life to remind me, like, you've got to have agape love for your husband. It's unconditional. It's no matter what you've got to wipe the slate clean because you're married to an imperfect person, just like he's married to you. You're, mm-hmm. you're imperfect as well. And so mm-hmm. really practicing to see Chase as God sees him every day and having grace on him and not keeping a scoreboard mm-hmm. in the marriage has been what's changed our marriage, I think. And so I would say, every, I mean, God taught me how to love because he loves me despite all the mistakes I make on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know? So just taking that into my marriage has been what's helped me. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. And I'm, that's, that was essentially my, my, my answer. Um, and, you know, it, it goes back to, to what Paul writes in, 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 in his um, message to, to husbands that they're, they're supposed to, to love um, their wife as Christ loves the church. Right. Um, 
and obviously, you know, uh, Christ loved us so much that he that he laid his life for us, despite our our wicked and sinful hearts, right? And so it's when you when you think about how how Christ loves the church, you know, you know all that follows. And and I also attribute it. Some, uh, I don't remember exactly how my my mom and or my parents put it. Um, but but they would always tell me that that if you if you even if you don't feel love or you don't feel loved or you don't feel like you like you want to love someone the act of loving it brings about the emotion of love yep. mm-hmm. uh, and so I, you they know, said feelings follow action feelings follow action mm-hmm. right so so you know you know doing the things to act in love towards your towards your spouse even if you're not feeling love from mm-hmm. them towards them is going to create the the emotion of love um you know that that'll follow that so just being intentional and consistent uh, 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 you know at that even when you don't feel like it even when you hate their guts of like if i if i really want to love this person and i really want my marriage to to work i have to start doing actions of love in order to receive the emotion and action of love back and also for me to have the emotion of love towards towards that person so mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. parents are marriage counselors too. So we love that. We had a lot of help. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. So, so much in this interview, so much wealth in this interview. Um, And we didn't even get to talk about um, how um, money plays into all of this because God used it so beautifully in your relationship. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful depiction of him ultimately. Um, and this story is as well. It's just so beautiful and so powerful. And so I know that our audience are going to want to connect with both of you. What is the best way for them to do that right now? Yeah. If, I mean, since they're listening into the podcast, if they listen into my podcast, Crafted Entrepreneur, that's the best way to connect with me. Um, Instagram is usually the best way for me, um, chase a craft. Um, so that's my Instagram handle, but yeah, um, I always, I'm, I'm in my DMS quite often. And so, yeah. Fantastic. Has an amazing set of companies and you want to connect in with crafted entrepreneur and a real estate company. And then chase has started this incredible company that, that we didn't even get a chance to get into called my abundance. So if you are in need of funding of any kind, he is the, the man you want to connect with. And, um, God is just blessing both of your businesses and blessing me through both of you. So I love you both. Thank you for your time today. And, um, God bless to everybody in the listening audience. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.